uh, thank you to Veroni from Dot Design for hosting this session. I am Megan. Just a little bit about me. My business is called Megamalist. I specialize in writing for the digital space. So that's everything from SEO uh, to blogging. I do social media captions, search engine marketing, uh, emails, and I also do a podcast on small business. So I speak to small business owners and drill down into what has made their businesses successful. So that's just me in a nutshell. This is going to be a quick presentation on content marketing basics for small business. So content marketing forms a part of an overall marketing strategy, but essentially in marketing, you have to create content that goes out to your audience. It is a long-term strategy. You're not going to see a return on investment immediately because it takes a while for people to actually start trusting your brand. So what content does, it, it builds your brand, it builds customer loyalty, and it's in theory supposed to increase conversion because of building your brand and building customer loyalty. So what it actually includes, everything from social media posts to blogs, white papers, infographics, video, audio, email, basically anything that can be conceived as content. Content, obviously, in the terms of that you're pushing it out to an audience with the end goal of creating a sale. When you are creating content for your marketing plan, you can follow the five S's. So the first S is searchable. It needs to be able to be found on the internet. So this entails your search engine optimization. It needs to be shareable. So interesting entertaining or relevant enough for people to want to share it. The digital world is very cutthroat and it's very difficult for a small business to compete in the same space digitally as a large corporation with an entire marketing department that's doing all of this for them. If you're looking at Facebook, for example, only about 10% are seeing your content on an organic level. Social media, you need to pay in order to get your stuff seen. If you're creating stuff that is relevant to your audience and they're sharing it, it uh, doesn't necessarily negate the, the need to pay for boosting that post, but it definitely helps reach a larger audience without having to pay. So yeah, make it shareable. In terms of creating the content as well, you need to be consistent. Marketing is all about being in front of your audience all the time. So if you are going to now during lockdown, take this period to create a lot of content and you're going to be posting every day to several different platforms, are you going to be able to sustain that once the, the lockdown is over? And that brings us to the sustainable point. Your content has to be manageable over the long term. Don't try and be on every single platform. Find out where your audience is, where your potential customer base is, and target those with the necessary content. So are your people on, on LinkedIn? Are they on Facebook? Are they blog readers? You can then develop your content strategy around what you are able to sustain once you are actually running your business full steam again and uh, still keep on top of the content creation. Because believe me, it is very, very time consuming, especially the, the more platforms that you're on, the more more time you're going to be dedicating to creating content. The fourth point, specialist. It has to be something that is unique to do with you or your brand. So for example, if you are a kitchen installer, you're not going to be posting stuff about bicycles. It is completely irrelevant to what you are trying to communicate and to your brand. So keep your stuff specialized to your area of expertise. And then the last point is supportive. Whatever content you create needs to support your overall marketing efforts. Now, content 
marketing as a whole is a massive, massive discipline. So what I've done in terms of trying to simplify it for small business is breaking it down into four steps. So the first step is to define yourself and your audience. Who are you as a brand? What is your brand? What value do you provide to your, your customers? What do you value as a person and as a brand? Why are you selling your product and service? In terms of small business, this is where I believe that we can differentiate ourselves from massive big corporations. Who are you? You are your brand. You as the company founder bring something unique to a brand. If you look at massive companies, they actually have to create this, as they call it, a brand persona. And everyone in the company has to learn about that brand persona and you know how they're allowed to speak, how they're allowed to interact online. You are your own brand. So this is where we are ahead and we are able to get our message to market a lot quicker as well. So you are able to define who you are if you know why your brand exists. You are able to communicate that, in my opinion, a lot more easily than a big corporation. So I, I do believe that small business has got an advantage here. Part two is your audience. Who are you selling to? This is what they call in content marketing customer personas. So not everyone is going to buy your product or your service. Not everyone has a need for your product or service. But those that do, you are going to have to find a way to speak to them as individuals. People want to feel an authentic human connection and they want to feel like you are speaking to them as an individual. So if you want to really ramp up your marketing, you have to know who you're marketing your product to and you can break it down into several different uh, groups, um, age, language, gender. You can have more than one defined audience and it's always great to have this because if you are going to be promoting a product that say for example is going to be consumed by a housewife in Santon but a lower income family living in the rural areas as well, you're not going to market that product the same way to both people. So by segmenting your audience this way you can come up with the necessary content to target those people specifically. Step two is to select your channels and then plan your content. When it comes to your channels, there's obviously various different channels that you can look at and the content is going to be a little bit different for all of them. So you've got your short form content, which is your social media, long form, uh, which is like your blogs and mailers, images, and then audio and video are great opportunities to get your message out in a different format as well. Something that you need to maybe take into consideration when considering what you are going to be pushing your content out on is whether you own that database or not. For blogs and mailers you own that audience so you don't have to pay to necessarily reach those people in terms of social media if you think back to Facebook if only 10% of people are seeing your organic content that means you have to pay Facebook to actually reach your own audience so you know you need to take all of these things into consideration in terms of your budget as well to determine which channels you're going to select um, obviously having a multi-tiered approach and having a little bit of content on various different platforms is going to maximize your reach but you also need to take into consideration whether you can sustain all of those platforms as a small business owner and creating your own content. When it comes to social media content, uh, well, any content really, uh, you, you should be putting it into some sort of plan to help you manage it. So uh, this is a very basic social media planning spreadsheet. You've got your date, 
your type of content, the message that you're publishing, and then your image or the link that you're referring people to to back up your message. In terms of the type of content, that is if it's an engagement post, are you just looking for somebody to engage with that post? Are you looking at a hard sell? Are you going to try and really push a product to create a sale off of that post? Or is it a soft sale? Are you promoting your product, but it's more an informative post, uh, reinforcing your brand and uh, getting your message out to your audience without necessarily wanting a buy-in from them in terms of them handing over money. All right, step three, now you're gonna create and publish your content. Quite nice to use the five questions, who, what, where, why, and how. Who are you creating the content for? So this goes back to your customer persona. What is your objective? Again, are you looking to actually create a sale of this post? Is it purely branding? Are you wanting to get some sort of viral traction and hope that you know you get a lot of organic reach? Where are you posting? Are you posting a blog on your own website? Are you posting on social media? Why does your audience need this content? So again, why is it relevant to them? And then the last point is how are you promoting and measuring it? If you publish a blog post, you're going to want to promote that blog post. So you're going to maybe have to create a social media post, advise people on social media that you've got a new blog post available. And then you need to know what you're actually measuring. So I covered this a little bit earlier in terms of what metrics you're using. Are you looking for um, organic reach? Are you looking for um, sales? Is it going to be a monetary return on investment that you're looking for? What is it that you're actually measuring to determine whether this particular content was a success. You need to define that before you post so that when you come to measuring, you know whether that content was successful or not. Here's a couple of little content resources. I know nothing beats actually going directly to a graphic designer, um, a copywriter. Those people know what they're doing, but especially now, small business within the lockdown, your budget will probably be quite constrained. So you might look at creating your own content. And here are a couple of little resources that you can use to create content. For basic graphic design, canva.com is great. There's a free platform and there's a premium platform that has additional functionality. You can create basic uh, social media posts, basic infographics. You can upload pictures. You can use elements to create your posts. You can, you can adjust colors so that they are kind of more in line with your brand. It's a very powerful little tool. Again, nothing beats an actual graphic designer but if you are in a bind Canva is a great tool to use. If your brand is kind of fun loving and you're going to be using a lot of emojis Emojipedia is basically an encyclopedia of emojis so that's great to incorporate into any text that you're going to be pushing out. Images for content you have to be quite careful in terms of images licensing and copyright so rather use a site like Pixels or Unsplash those are royalty free images they are quite generic and a lot of it is very random so you do have to be quite um, flexible in terms of what your message is and what image you choose to back up that message so use it it's a great resource, but you are going to probably have to be quite flexible in how you're using those images. Pixeloop is an app that I came across recently. It's a great little tool if you want to add motion to static pictures. So if you've got a picture of a waterfall, for example, and you want to make it look like the water is flowing, or you've got a picture of a cup of coffee and you want it to look like steam is coming off the top, uh, Pixeloop will do that for you. Video, obviously a video is great in terms of content. If you're going to be recording your own video, 
videos. There's a lot of resources available in terms of how to create video. You know, you don't want to have a shaky image and all that kind of thing. So I'm not going to go into all of that. In terms of video editing, Windows Video Editor comes standard with a, with a Windows 10 download. It unfortunately doesn't do square videos for Instagram, but in terms of editing, adding sound, um, changing the, the, the frame, merging various videos together, it's a great little tool. The Mac equivalent is called iMovie. And then if you want something a little bit more uh, sleek and streamlined, Magisto is a paid software. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of marketing video software that you can get free off the net. Most of them start in the same region of about $5 a month. But Magisto is great. You can actually upload a whole whack of images. You can chuck it into a template and add writing and add music. And it's great. It formats it especially for Instagram or Facebook. If podcasts are going to be part of your content strategy. Audacity is what I use to record my podcasts. Uh, it's a very powerful software for being free. It's not fantastically user-friendly, so you are going to have to play around with it, but you can do a whole stack of stuff with it. You can add sound effects and uh, merge audio clips. So if you want to have like voiceovers and that kind of thing in your audio, it will be able to do that for you. Um, I've even used it to remix music. So, you know, it, it's, it's quite a powerful software for being free. If you work on a Mac, the Mac version is called GarageBand. Email newsletters. I use MailChimp on a personal basis. I find it extremely user-friendly. There's a whole stack of other um, options that you can use. What's quite nice about MailChimp is that up to a database of 2,000, you don't have to pay for using their software. So if you've got a small database, it's a great way to manage your database automatically and create really professional looking emails. And then lastly, blogging. Being a blogger myself, the only way that I can really suggest blogging is to practice. There's a lot of resources again online that you can use to teach you how to create or set up a blog that is going to try and push a product. But if you are setting up blogging in terms of a search engine optimization or SEO perspective, two great little tools that I use are Google Keyword Planner and then Answer the Public. Google Keyword Planner is aligned obviously to Google. It'll tell you what words are being used in search that you can include them in your blog post and hopefully rank for that. Answer the Public is it's a tool you basically put in the theme that you want to write about and it'll generate a whole bunch of potential topics for you. It pulls from the internet what people might actually be asking about that particular topic and it might spark some ideas in terms of creating a blog post that will answer those questions for an audience. So just a couple of a handful of little content resources if you're going to be creating your own content. The last step is to analyze, amend and then repeat. This basically all comes down to that magic word analytics. How are you determining your success? You need to set up metrics, which we've discussed before. You then need to look at your analytics and analyze the data. Analytics is another completely different beast. Uh, as a small business, if you're doing your own content, don't overanalyze. You have to know kind of what's going on in your analytics, but you don't have to invest hours and hours and hours. You'll probably be able to pick up quite quickly whether that got a lot of traction or not. So you can use that to adjust your efforts going forward. And then the last step is to adjust, rinse and repeat. See what's working, 
and repeat it. And that's basically analytics in a nutshell. I've just created a couple of slides based on my own analytics. I use wordpress.com for my website. Unfortunately, I have to pay to integrate it with uh, Google Analytics. It comes with a very basic analytics package, but you can see I've taken the measurement from a really high day of interaction. You can see how many visitors I had, how many views, likes and comments, the stuff that they looked at on my website, how many podcasts they downloaded and what referred them through to my website as well. And it's, you can also see um, what, what countries they were referred from. And you can even get demographics of who's actually looking for your content. And, and that will help you develop content for that particular target market again. Facebook insights on your business page are great place to kind of see what's working. Analytics on LinkedIn, very different from uh, what you get on Facebook. It'll tell you what people in which companies are viewing your posts, the title and the, the management level that they are, what area they're from. So if you're going to be doing a lot of LinkedIn advertising or, or not even advertising, if you're doing organic stuff on LinkedIn, um, this is a great way to see what's working and what isn't. And then Instagram is a great platform as well. In terms of creating an authentic connection, I'm using Instagram as a little bit of a behind the scenes of my um, of my company and the way I create and the way I work. So it's more of that human element that I mentioned earlier. I can get quite a good reach on posts using the necessary hashtags and so on. So if you've got a um, an Instagram business account, um, refer to your analytics because it will show you what's working and what isn't in terms of the audience that's following you. And that brings us to the end. This is, like I say, content marketing is massive. So I've tried to condense it into a, a bite-sized chunk. I hope that you found this interesting and that it's given you some ideas of how to build your brand, especially now using this time in lockdown to, to relook and revamp your marketing plans. And then moving forward, how to keep it sustained and going to create that momentum in the digital space that a small business needs to survive. Follow the Business of Podcast on my website, megamillist.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Megamillist. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Megan Darcy, M-E-G-A-N-D apostrophe A-R-C-Y. Chat soon.